Fascinating resumes. That's been one of our themes for a long time now. The Kilcoin Conversation. Love people who've done a number of different jobs, and this certainly qualifies. Mark Lamping is our guest this week. From Vianney High School to Rockhurst University to Major League Baseball. Anheuser-Busch before that, and now the NFL. Think about that resume. Worked at Anheuser-Busch. Gets hired by the St. Louis Cardinals, his hometown team, to be the team president. The DeWitts come in. They keep him on. He'd been an A-B guy. Got the Cardinal job. Stays on with the DeWitts. When he leaves, he goes to New York to help the Giants and Jets build their stadium. And he's there for a few years, living in New York, and then gets hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars to be the team president. What a resume. What a fun ride that would be, man. And not only working in Jacksonville, but working for Shad Khan, the guy who could have bought the St. Louis Rams at one point, was going to, until Stan Kroenke nicks that deal at the final second. You know, Shad hung in there. He's got a ton of money. He was able to still buy a team, got the Jags. But there's been a lot of talk over the years, and Mark has been one of the best people to get the opinion of if that had happened, if Shad Khan had bought the St. Louis Rams, how different would history be? So Mark's take on living the NFL life, his career itself, being around Stan Kroenke years ago, even the early days at Bush Stadium when the Rams were playing games. Their first games in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. And at the time, Mark Lamping, he points out, he goes, we were their landlord because they were playing games there. Mark Lamping, our guest, much, much to talk about, not only the career, but the NFL. And one thing I, I'd never asked him, we've had many talks, but I don't think I ever asked him about how awkward it was for him during the relocation period for the Rams because he's in the meeting rooms. He's part of the ownership group, representation of the Jags, very small group of people in those rooms. And here it is, the Rams are getting set to leave St. Louis. So that's one of our topics we bring up as well. Our conversation is presented by Appliance Discounters. They know all about the cannots that the other appliance guys are telling you. When you need that appliance and you need it right away, well, at Appliance Discounters, they want to make your life easier, offering a full in-stock, 40,000-square-foot warehouse. They are full of GE appliances. Times are difficult enough. Don't wait two to three months for that appliance when you can get it in just a couple of days. Lowest price, GE rebates, great service, and in-stock only at Appliance Discounters. Shop any of their showrooms or online at theappliancediscounters.com. As always, our savings are your savings. Also, Marie de Villa Senior Living, located at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Beautiful campus in West County. On the web, it's Marie de Villa. That's M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A.com. MarieDevilla.com. Beautiful campus, whether it's the Villa Estates or Assisted Living, whatever type of senior living you're looking for, they've got it on that beautiful spread in West County, mariedevilla.com. Also, Triad Bank, one of our longtime sponsors here, St. Louis-based bank since 2005. They're at Clayton Road in Frontenac, also on the web, triadbanking.com. Started in 2005. I think I mentioned that already, but the point is they're based here. Five-star rated bank. Jim Regna, the CEO, all about keeping it local. He's a local guy. Went to Rosary High School, North County guy, and now running things at Triad Bank. So if you're sick of the runaround or just sort of the, I don't know, lack of friendliness at your bank, check out my friends at Triad Bank. And on the web, triadbanking.com. You can hear all of our segments on scoopswithdannymack.com, Dan McLaughlin's website. Also find us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your Regular podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Kilcoin Conversation. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. 
make sure, if you get the chance to, when you're on there, to write a review as well. It's all part of the process. We're all learning here in 2021. All right, without further ado, I think I say that every time, but let's get right to it. It is our special guest, Mark Lamping. Mark, good to catch up. Let, let's start with the weekend that was and kind of the hoopla. Jacksonville sort of at the center of the NFL conversation. And it seemed like everything coming out of there from Trevor Lawrence to your owner, ShotCon, like a truly like renewed energy. Is that sort of the feeling in Jacksonville? Yeah, it's 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 uh, obviously it's not the type of energy you would expect with a team that's coming off a, a one in 15 record. You know, they you know, Jacksonville has such a long history and, you know, other than a, you know, a few years of really high level performance from uh, Mark Brunel early in the franchise's history, you know, we just missed on, you know, so many first round draft picks and really haven't had a franchise quarterback since uh, Mark Brunel. And so, you know, finishing one in 15 and being in a position to select what at least appeared to be the consensus uh, number one quarterback, which was our greatest need to, so to be able to bring Trevor Lawrence in and then also the, the excitement, particularly here in Northeast Florida with urban Meyer coming out of retirement to, to coach. So that's added, you know, a lot of excitement as well. And then, you know, a lot of attention on the, on the franchise because the combination of those two. So, you know, a lot of national, uh, uh, writers, a lot of national uh, coverage for Jacksonville, and you know, long may it last. I think I think the honeymoon will continue until they start keeping score. So, you know, we know we've got a we got a few months of an extended honeymoon. Well, you were in St. Louis for some of those Rams years, most of the football Cardinal years, I guess. There were a lot of tough seasons. Can you equate it all to like a fan base just kind of like desperate to embrace a winner, just? Wanting, wanting so badly for it to all come together? Um, well, I remember the euphoria when the Rams came to St. Louis. We all, I mean, we, had, we went through the terrible depression of uh, the big red leaving. And, uh, and then the Rams came, and everybody was really, really excited. And the first few years weren't much to write about. Uh, but then, you know, you have uh, Dick Vermeil, you have the – you know, the out of nowhere story with uh, Kurt Warner. So that was a, that was a pretty simple thing. Cause you know, as you know, Dick came out of retirement too during his coaching career. And then it was a really exciting uh, brand of football that, uh, that was on, uh, on display each week with the Rams. And I think that, you know, obviously I was a big, big Rams fan at the time. And uh, I think we were really, uh, really attracted to that. And that's sort of similar to what's down here. Urban Myers said, time and time again, the one thing that you can expect with his team is they're going to be really fast. And uh, that's, that's the trademark of his team when he was uh, the head coach here in, uh, in Florida. And uh, speed was an important part of everything he did up at Ohio State. I think I upset all my Rams friends that worked in the building years ago. I would always say on the radio and TV, that building needs Mark Lamping. If they would just hire <laughs> Mark Lamping, I th- I'd get a few texts and calls and say, hey, wait a minute, what? I'm already here. And did that ever happen? Did John Shaw, Zygma, did anybody ever reach out and say, would you work for us? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, I mean, I, I knew John really well, but keep in mind, I was, I was really happy. Uh, you know, I had the, I had the best sports job in St. Louis. I was president of the St. Louis Cardinals. So, you know, I, I actually for, for a while lived in the same building as, as John Shaw. So, um, while we were between homes and, you know, got to know him really well. And, uh, you know, the whole, the whole team there, Jay and, 
and uh, and everybody, but uh, not really. I think you know. I think the issue was that you know the original original TWA dome. It was built as an extension to the convention center, and I think uh, the fact that it was enclosed was a, was a necessity because of how the building was being portrayed. But it also added some a little bit of a real sterile feel to it, and uh, there was really not anything special about that building other than it's what was necessary to be able to get the NFL back in, in St. Louis. And I, I remember going to those games and it'd be a beautiful fall afternoon. And, you know, some of the best times in St. Louis is during the fall when you have just a little bit of, a little bit of crisp feel in the air and uh, you're outside and, you know, you want nothing more than to, to continue to be uh, in an outside experience. And, you go from a better experience outside the stadium where you're tailgating to a worse experience inside. And I think that's, that, that was, that, that was probably the root of most, most complaints. Would you have ever thought being president of the Cardinals immersed in MLB that you'd end up being an NFL guy? Was it, did it ever get on your radar? Never, never. Um, I mean, it was, you know, when I left uh, uh, St. Louis and went to New York and um had a had a, an opportunity to work with uh, two NFL teams, uh, with the, the Jets and the Giants, and uh, began to really understand. I mean, I was I was a, I was a, a, a NFL fan. I was a, I'm, to this day, I'm a baseball fan more than anything else. Let me sit here today. Cardinals won five games in a row, which is which is good. So let's see if they can deal with Jacob Degrom tonight. But um, so you know, went to went to New York. Um, worked for the Jets and the Giants, really began to appreciate, you know, the business model of the NFL. It's, it's the best business model in all of sports. It really, it really supports competitive parity. You know, that's what, like, what the Patriots have done is so unusual to be able to dominate for so many years. And the, the intensity of the connection between the football fan and their football team is so much higher uh, because there's so fewer games. Each game means so much more. And it's, it's, uh, it's just a much, a, a much higher emotional connection and, you know, really enjoyed it. And I was, I was uh, blessed and uh, couldn't believe the fortune of my great timing once again to, to have a chance to, uh, to join Shad in uh, Jacksonville after he bought the Jaguars. Tell us about Shad Khan. I mentioned this to you off air. I can't believe he's 70. He looks way younger than that. I've only been around him a couple of times. I think mostly the night the Rams voted to leave or got, we stood in the hotel lobby in Houston and he talked to a handful of us for gosh, 30, 40 minutes. Couldn't have been better and more candid about everything in St. Louis, the highs, the lows. What about working for Shad Khan? Give us, give us a little insight. You know, he's awesome. I mean, I've, I've been really fortunate to work with some great people, you know, Bill DeWitt and his partners, uh, you know, John Merrin, Woody Johnson in New York, both come from great sporting families. Uh, you know, Shad is 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 crazy brilliant. He's really really smart. Uh, he makes decisions uh, very quickly. Uh, his success, you know, speaks for uh, speaks for itself. Um, he really cares about the people that he that he works with. He he trusts people as long as you you know deliver in return. Uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't micromanage, but at the same time, he's very much involved. Um, you know, as you he, he's he's takes great care of himself. You know, he's as sharp as a tack. And uh, I've said it many times that, I mean, things in St. Louis would have been totally different had Shad Khan purchased the uh, St. Louis Rams. 
And do you remember that period? You probably didn't know him at the time. Your mutual, our mutual friend Jim Woodcock was working with him. But did you have any idea then that he could have been the savior? You know what? I I didn't I didn't know no shot. Obviously, I uh, I knew Jim. Um, in fact, the way that it's it's funny that's how these things are all sort of circular. I had a attorney in New York uh, who was working with Shad on that transaction on him buying the Rams. And he reached out to me and he, and, you know, obviously uh, uh, he also did work uh, for the Jets. So I got to know him through my stadium work up there. So he reached out to me and he said, uh, you know, Shad really needs uh, sort of some, some communication uh, support in uh, St. Louis. You know, I know you were there for a long time. There's anybody you'd recommend. So I recommended Jim Woodcock. I said the, the best, the best person in St. Louis to 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 support the needs of a of a owner of a of a uh, NFL team is Jim Woodcock. So you know, uh, I connected uh, Jim that way, and uh, the uh, you know the story didn't end with Shot owning the Rams, but then you know he stayed in touch with with Jim, and um, when he purchased the Jaguars. Um, you know, Jim had had conversations with him and, you know, Shad knew he needed somebody there day to day. And, and Jim said, I can tell you the best person you should get is up in New York. He was in St. Louis for a long time. His, his name's Mark Lamping. And uh, that led to getting a call to see if I'd be interested in coming down and meeting with Shad on a Friday afternoon. Came down, met him for the first time. And, you know, a week later I was, uh, I joined him. Um, I committed to join him. And then 30 days later, I was actually physically down here. You think even with our shortcomings as a city or a region, you think Shad would have just dug in though? He would have found a way. Would have had the energy and the passion. You is any part of that because he was living, you know, an Illinois guy. We always talk about Central Illinois. Why do you think it would have worked with him? Well, I think uh, I think Shad takes the ownership of a uh, of a professional sports team and its and its role in a community and his responsibility as a steward of that franchise very, very seriously. Um, that's why he's as involved as he is here in Jacksonville. He's not just uh, focused on uh, the football teams and the needs of the football team. He's very, very focused on the needs of the community and how the football team can be a, uh, a positive um, uh, uh, for, uh, force of change uh, in the community. So it's development activities, it's community involvement, it's community investment, it's trying to create jobs. And I'm sure Shad would have done the exact same thing in St. Louis. During that whole relocation process, was it ever awkward? I feel like I'd see you in the lobby of some of these buildings and I went from meeting to meeting and we never knew what was on the agenda, but being a St. Louis guy, seeing that play out, you got you have your responsibilities to the Jags, to the NFL first and foremost. I understand that. What Was it ever awkward to be in that position? Well, I mean, I, I have I have a personal side to my life and I have a professional side to it. I can I can tell you that, you know, the discussions in terms of anything of this magnitude, uh, you know, such as, you know, a team's uh, consideration of a relocation that, you know, that was obviously way above my pay grade. And there were a lot of conversations that were simply. Uh, partner to partner, owner to owner, the league really took a very uh, uh, active role in that entire process. So, you know, I couldn't tell you that, you know, I knew how it was going to end up um, from a, from a personal standpoint, you know, uh, the first, um, the first time I ever actually had actually paid 
for season tickets was when I purchased season tickets to see the big red. So, you know, we would go with uh, Cheryl, Cheryl and I would go with her parents and uh, Cheryl's brothers, and some other friends. And you know, we all sat in the, uh, actually the end zone, uh, the old uh, home plate at, uh, end zone, which was opposite the bleacher end zone at, uh, at Bush stadium. And, um, you know, knew the, knew the, knew the fan base in, in uh, St. Louis and how they would support, you know, a winner. And uh, obviously understood that from a, from a baseball perspective. So, you know, I, I think on so many different levels, and I'm, I'm just not talking about the you know, relocation of the big red and then the relocation of the Rams, but, you know, I think St. Louis is so unfairly maligned at times in terms of not only the city, but, you know, the quality of the sports fan there. It's, it's, it's so unfair, you know, some of the characterizations and, you know, because of that, that's one of the reasons I was so excited uh, when the Taylor family was able to deliver an MLS team just to St. Louis because St. Louis sports fans needed that. You know, they probably didn't need it, but it was good for them to get that affirmation that, you know what, this is St. Louis is a great sports town. And do you think here's a theory and I don't know if you think this is true, but if they had just given Bidwell the stadium, everything would have been fine. That None of this would have played out this way. Do you think they were short sighted maybe back then? Well, 2020 hindsight's always perfect. I mean, you know, go back to what really happened there. What you had was a very strong county exec- executive in the name of Gene McNair. And you had a, an equally strong mayor of the uh, city of St. Louis and Vince Shamel. And um, we've talked for years about the issues in St. Louis that are brought about by the separation of the city of St. Louis with St. Louis County. And the idea was to build a dome stadium out in Earth City, you know, the, 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 the McNary Dome or whatever, the Mick Dome, whatever they called it at the time. And Vince Shamel was, was having none of that. And it was one of those classic situations where um, the end result was probably not good for all involved. And, uh, you know, the Big Red end up uh, leaving. The community um, ends up investing multiple times more to attract the Rams to, to come back than what it would have taken to have the big red playing in a dome stadium out in earth city. And then, you know, you know how the story ends. So, you know, that, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a lesson. And it, it, it happened to, to apply to a situation involving the relocation of a, of an NFL team. But, you know, that, that, that same situation speaks to the importance that, you know, sometimes the community, needs to really come together and whether that's in Jacksonville or St. Louis or anywhere, sometimes you got to sort of not look at exclusively what's going to benefit your neighborhood, but rather what's going to benefit the community as a whole and make decisions, you know, appropriately. See, I have to be honest with Mark here. I'm a hypocrite because I keep saying I'm over the NFL, the Rams. And yet this is like therapy for me, reviewing all this history. I want to ask you all these Cardinal questions, these AB questions. And yet I'm obsessed Still with that, I'll, one last football one, but do you know Cronkie at all? Did you know him before he even went to the Jags in your experiences? I met, I met Stan Cronkie. This is going to be a little funny story. Um, the first game that I was uh, president of the St. Louis Cardinals was opening day 1995. So I got the job uh, during the strike in 1994. And then you had the, um, the strike that continued and the replacement players. That was my first spring player was 
presiding over the replacement player fiasco during spring training. And then the season ultimately got started. It was delayed by about a month. And, um, you know, the, the Rams were coming to St. Louis. Uh, they were going to play at Bush Stadium beginning in uh, their first uh, – uh, they started the season at Bush Stadium, and I think the first game in the Dome was around October or something like that. And I, to this day, I have a picture of August Bush III, John Shaw, Stan Kroenke, and me. Now, all four of us are in red blazers, so that, that tells you something about the, situa the situational awareness of John Shaw and uh, Stan Kroenke. But, you know, I, you, know, I, you know, I know him, obviously. You know, he knows me through uh, NFL circles. I don't know that we – you know, we were anything more than acquaintances uh, when they were in uh, in um, uh, St. Louis. Uh, you know, we got to know them because we were their landlord for the first handful of games they played. Uh, but no, I'm not. You know, the, I, I see Stan at owners' meetings. We we know each other. We you know say hello and exchange pleasantries. I used to talk to him a lot about uh, Missouri basketball, but you know, not so much anymore. Do you drive by the new Bush Stadium, and when you're in town? and feel good about, hey, I helped get that done. Because you were the heavy for a while. I remember having you on our sports <laughs> shows, and Mark would have a press conference on a Saturday and said, by gum, we're going to Illinois if we have to. Uh, I mean, I, you, you had to play that role, I know it, but do you have a great sense of satisfaction knowing you got that done? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people who helped get it done. At first, it doesn't, it doesn't happen without the support of ownership and the DeWitt family and Hansers and, you know, God rest his soul, Drew Bauer and, you know, Bill's many other partners, David Pratt and uh, John Wallace and others. Uh, so it wouldn't have happened without their belief in, in downtown. But, you know, you also had a mayor in Francis Slade that worked, worked really hard and he worked, uh, you know, in the right way to get it done. Uh, we were fortunate uh, with first Governor Carnahan and Governor Holden at the time when we struck the deal. But probably the one um, who played the biggest role and uh, it's really sad that uh, he didn't get the chance to enjoy it was Buzz Westfall, the uh, county executive in St. Louis County. I mean, St. Louis County participated in basically making the financing of the downtown stadium happen. And, I, and you juxtapose that end result with what happened during the, the big reds exodus with Gene McNary versus Vince Shamel. Here you had the exact opposite. You had Buzz Westfall and county money going into a stadium in the city of St. Louis. But, they, but he did it uh, because he knew it had to get done and it was going to be a benefit to the region. And that's solidified. You know, the Cardinals were never going anyway, but, anywhere, but they had to uh, transition out of that stadium. And, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very proud that we were able to get that done for Cardinal fans. I'm very proud we were able to get it done for uh, the city of St. Louis. And, you know, even, even, you know, every time I go there, I, you know, I, 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 I don't always get a chance to go to the ballpark, but I always like to drive by it and see it. And, and, you know, what's happened with ballpark village with the residences open now, the uh, office building open, the hotel now is reopening. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you something, this is, this is really interesting just to put things into perspective. So the Jacksonville Jaguars really were the St. Louis purple stallions, right? I, I noticed good, good job on the password for today's Zoom, by the way. Almost, I, I'm almost, I wanted to see if you were paying attention. No, I almost, I'm almost waiting for like uh, the soundtrack with uh, Russ David and Dottie Bennett uh, performing the theme song. Go, 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 you purple stallions. But um, so uh, Jacksonville's uh, game was, you know, because of the disarray in St. Louis. 
And so out of nowhere, Jacksonville becomes an NFL city. Uh, this September, all of the community leaders through the chamber of the, uh, the Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce, they make a trip each year to different cities around the country. Guess where they're going this year? They're going to St. Louis in September during a Cardinals home weekend. They're staying at the Lowe's, the, the Live by Lowe's Hotel. They're going to see Ballpark Village. And they're going to say, why don't we have stuff like this? You know, so St. Louis, St. Louis does have some best in best in class stuff, but they just don't get reminded of it quite as quite as frequently as they should. How about the guy from he probably on the Vianney uh, Mount Rushmore, Trent Green. Uh, I think Dan, Danny Mack put himself on there. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, no. Kid from Rockhurst. And then you're the MLB Cardinal president working for the Giants in New York. And now not only the job in Jacksonville, because of Shad, you're going to London. You're involved in the Premier mm -hmm. League. I mean, if I told 16-year-old or 20-year-old Mark Lamping, this is going to be your resume, you're probably balling it up and throwing it at me. No way. No way. I mean, look, I don't, I, I don't know why, but I've been the uh, beneficiary of unbelievable good timing being in the – right place at the wrong time. I never would have got the, the Cardinal job if there wasn't the baseball strike. It would have been another retiring labor attorney who would have been named president. But coming out of the strike, they believed that they needed, you know, someone with a sales and marketing background that they knew. And I had quit Anheuser-Busch six months before I was brought back as president of the Cardinals. And, but, you know, I was really lucky there. I left on really good terms and uh, the strike came and uh, they knew me. And I, I think they, they, liked me and August Bush III trusted me. So I was given a great opportunity. And then I, I couldn't believe that's still the, the most shocking thing that's happened in my career was getting the job. I was just, I just turned 36 and, um, you know, president of the Cardinals. I, I, how, did, how did that happen? And, uh, and then, you know, as we sold the team and I thought, well, it was a good 24 month run, you know, because I don't know any of the new owners. To, then I was fortunate to, to stay for another 12 years with, uh, you know, the DeWitt family and all of their partners and could not have been treated better uh, by Bill and Billy and their entire family. And, and then uh, to have the chance to, you know, to leave the Cardinals on really good terms. And uh, I had always thought that uh, I wanted to, to go to New York and uh, experience it because I've been in and out of New York with sports for many, many years. And, and then uh, to have, my, have Cheryl agree to do it, which was unbelievable. And then, you know, we go there and had a great four years. Our youngest had just gone off to uh, TCU. So all of our kids were generally out of the house. So, you know, we had a great experience in, in New York for the greatest years that, that, that Cheryl and I have shared. And then to top it off, to have a chance to, to, to relocate to Florida, to have a real job and to be in such a great community like, like Jacksonville, which reminds me a lot of, of St. Louis. It's just, I've been, I've been uh, truly uh, blessed and there's no way I ever could have anticipated that, you know, such good fortune would have ever come, come my family's way. So what do I have to do to get on the shod yacht before a game? How many, do I have to, is there a lottery? Can I write an essay? What, what does it take to get on the infamous yacht? No, you just have to, you just have to be in Jacksonville when the, when the, when Kismet is here or better yet, you know, go to London when we play over there because it usually makes its way to London. So you, know, you have to write it down. If the boat's here and you get to Jacksonville, you're, you're going to be able to go on the boat. I'm going to click the, sure. the zoom will cut out just at that point. Wait, and that'll be my last thought. How about you're probably were you a soccer guy growing up. 
in St. Louis yeah. County, right? Yeah. I mean, and now being at the highest level, representing Shad's team over there, I mean, that's got to be a hell of a, fun, a lot of fun over there. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, look, don't, let's 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 not overplay my involvement. There's a very capable CEO that runs it on a day to day basis. I I help uh, oversee and sort of monitor the business side of of Fulham Football Club. So, you know, as you mentioned, up until the COVID, I was spending a week in London um, every month. So I went there all the time. Uh, the Jaguars also have a presence, you know, in 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 London. We play one home game a year there. We have you know, a handful of full-time employees. So we're very, very involved in London with the Jaguars and then Fulham is, and it was awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a great part of, uh, of uh, what my job's all about. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to get a lot of really good people to come, you know, work for the Jaguars. This is a small, this is a smaller market. The team doesn't really have much of a history of success, uh, but the people are really excited about the opportunity to, uh, to be involved in, the international aspect of what we do. So it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And Mark, thanks again for allowing me those first few years in New York. I just go to old wars and just kept signing the tab, signing the tab. I think <laughs> finally Brian came along and ripped it up and said, you know, this is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then, and then Brian started going and signing my name. So that's how it works. He just, he just, all, all he did, all he did was el- elbow you out of line. Our bills never changed. It was just, it was just, it was, it was just a different, uh, um, uh, version of my signature that was showing up. Neither one of them accurate, but there's just a different version of Mark Lampin, So, Hey, Mark, great to catch up. Great stories as well. Well, you're welcome, Martin. Uh, best of luck to you, and thanks for thinking of me. Well, now I've got it on tape. It's recorded. I'm invited to the Shad Khan yacht. you got to Google this thing. It is, a, uh, it is a monster yacht. I don't know that I'm ever getting on the Shad Khan yacht, but I wanted at least... Get it documented. Mark Lamping, appreciate him being a great St. Louis guy, representative of our city. Still at the NFL level, but it, uh, so many different ways, always talking highly of our city. What a great resume, as mentioned. NFL, Anheuser-Busch, Major League Baseball, the Cardinals, Jaguars, and a lot of energy right now. I'm kind of interested to see what happens down there with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. And he didn't give it up to us, but I'll bet you they had Tim Tebow at some point. Why not? Reunite him with Urban Meyer and also just extra buzz in the building. So fun to catch up with Mark Lamping. All of our visits, the Kilcoin Conversation, are presented by Triad Bank, located in Clayton, on Clayton, in Frontenac. I'll get it right one of these times. Also on the web, triadbanking.com. Marita Villa Senior Living, they're also on Clayton Road, corner of Clayton and Weidman. Since 1960, Premier Senior Living in West County, whether it's the assisted living, the villas, the estates, check it out, maritavilla.com. And Appliance Discounters, they're on the web. They're all around town, but real simple. Start the search online, those great GE products. Simply type into the search engine there what type of appliance you need, and I guarantee they've got it at the lowest price. It's Appliance Discounters, the Appliance Discounters.com. And I mentioned this at the outset. If you get a chance, write a review Wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, give us a little review of what you think of our regular visits. And this will be a deep tease as well. For our football fans in St. Louis, John Shaw, the longtime team president, the guy who wrote the lease, got the lease done with St. Louis that brought him here and eventually got him out of here. Don't hear much from John, but he's going to be our guest next week on the Kill Coin Conversation. We'll talk to you soon.